Swimcast is recorded live in front of a feline audience. I'm Andrew. I'm Jessica. And welcome to Swimcast. The podcast where Jessica, myself, makes Andrew himself watch movies from the 90s that were popular amongst the teens. Well, the 90s, the early odds, and creeping into the 10s every every now and then. Or later. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think we've watched a 2020 movie yet, have we? No, we've come very close, but we haven't watched a 2020. I think DJ Cinderella was a 2019. (laughs) (laughs) And that was a mistake. (laughs) Still, listen to that episode. (laughs) We hated it, so that makes for a good show. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, there's a bit of an age difference between us. I'm a little bit older, so I definitely did not see these movies because I was a grown-ass man and living in Japan at the time. I also haven't seen lots of these movies, as we've discussed, <laughs> as I'm not currently a 16-year-old Brazilian child. <laughs> yes, we're we're not that dogmatic about sticking to our own rules. <laughs> uh, it's our show. We'll make the rules. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't like that? Complain to the sponsors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, call the network. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay so anything exciting since uh we last recorded it's been we haven't recorded in a month so yeah it's been a month uh yeah i was gonna be like hey uh any any current events happening (laughs) (laughs) i feel like we should not discuss one because it won't be timely and just i just i'm exhausted i'm drained And we don't want to jinx it because it's still, you know, another 80 days before it's official. (laughs) I know. It's like in the past 24 hours, like the emotional roller coaster. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so happy. I'm so sad. I continue to be sad, but I'm still happy about that thing from yesterday. Oh, God. (laughs) So let's not name it. And now I might not be able to go home for Christmas. So like... Fun. Fun. <laughs> okay, so the thing that shall not be named, we'll move on from. Uh, yeah. How about Halloween? T- tell me about, tell, oh, I was going to say, tell me about some like artisanal honey you've discovered or something <laughs> like that. Something soothing. Oh, <laughs> funny that you mentioned artisanal honey. I did buy an artisanal honey recently. It was honey mixed with turmeric. Ooh, that sounds so healthy. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Oh, that reminded me. I I thought of something funny to go off on a tangent about. Okay. (laughs) No, that's nothing related to current events. So recently, I've discovered this Instagram subculture of, like, really hot male models that just get paid to stay in hotels (laughs) and, like, quote-unquote review them but like they have no critical eye right so it's just them taking selfies like in a giant hotel room this is bizarre <laughs> and so the al- the algorithms found you <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and it's like and it's like it's 
it's such a hate follow because there's like this one guy, I think he's Danish, but he lives in Hong Kong. Like he's so hot, it hurts my eyes to look at him, <laughs> but like he's so dumb and so boring, like so boring. <laughs> And his whole Instagram is just like selfies, like selfies at the hotel gym, like pictures of the view, like of the Hong Kong harbor. And I'm just like, it's such a hate follow. I'm like, what is your job? <laughs> but the reason that reminded me when you mentioned your turmeric honey was because one of the other, the other ones that I follow, no judgment. This is a judgment free zone. Okay. Okay. This other one that I follow, just that I follow several of these people is worthy of judgment. But today he was like promoting some product that was, I was like, oh, beer, that's cool. Cause he's Welsh or something. Okay. And then when I clicked on it, it was not actually beer, but it is a, oh my God, I gotta even find it. But it was like a non-alcoholic lager type drink with like probiotic something something <laughs> I actually have to find it now I have to find exactly what it is oh I was just like oh I was like oh my god this guy might actually be normal nope no. <laughs> this like handsome beardy guy drinking a beer uh, let's see it was I'm not gonna name the brand they don't get my free uh, free promo basically he's promoting oh, oh, oh. kombucha <laughs> Yeah, no, it is it is vegan, non-alcoholic lagers with immune support. Yeah. Oh, I might have to follow this page though. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just like oh, a bunch of like what 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 oh, beer yes. or non-beer is isn't vegan? This is this is like when products say they're gluten-free because they've never had glutens in them. No, actually, beer, is it beer or wine? I think it's beer. Some beer at some stage of some filtration phase traditionally uses fish scales. Oh, I've heard this. I think a wine yeah. does. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know how a beer wouldn't be vegan, but... Uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's something about like the growing <laughs> practices of the barley or something. I'm putting too much thought into this. It's stupid. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, this is people's, like, this is what people do for a living. They just are, like, are hot and get pictures <laughs> taken of themselves, like, holding things. Like, but, I know, like, I know this has been a thing. But it's always been this way, Jessica. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but I assume it's, like, women that completely filter their faces and then promote, like, tea that makes you shit or whatever. But, like, <laughs> specifically, like, the men doing it and, like, promoting hotels it was just, it's just some weird marriage of brands i guess you could say it's a brave new world yeah anyway that's my that's my tangent that's completely unrelated to current events we've got no track what do we do we've got no track oh no we've got no track let's reel it in gotta get back on track to tweet Get right back to the show. I will not judge you for following these accounts because I follow some questionable stuff too that you butts. just would judge me. So uh... <laughs> you follow butts. You follow hashtag butts. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uh, moving on. Oh, actually, not moving on. I got, <laughs> you want to talk about butts? <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Uh, not on this podcast. Um, we have, though. Save it for the next Shakira episode. <laughs> Okay, but I'm sure we'll get to a J-Lo movie eventually. <laughs> Monster. Oh, long. please, please. <laughs> but on Instagram, you know the uh, who painted the Mona Lisa? Da <laughs> <laughs> <D> Winky. <laughs> <laughs> I found out that those two brothers, those twin brothers, are from the Vancouver area. <laughs> oh, I th you told me that the other day and I was like, no. But I was, like, disappointed, but then I was like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yes. And the wrestlers. So I'm assuming they're a tag team twin, like twin brother duo. Brother... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this, yeah, this is completely related. And, like, how is that your job? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're more famous how do, for that than for their wrestling. <clears throat> yeah, it's more like... It's, it's one thing that people do, like, do whatever you want. Enjoy it. It's the fact that other people pay them to do it. That's the part that's <laughs> fucked up. If you want to just live your life, be a stupid wrestler, do you, right? <laughs> but other people paying them is the part where I'm just like, surely, surely there is better use for this money, yeah. especially right now. Like, Oh, oh and I, I have to bring up a bit of a downer. Clothier Le Chateau is going out of business. Oh, I, I think you need to insert your like trumpet playing some taps right here. <laughs> your trumpet with no buttons. <laughs> Jessica, where am I going to buy shirts with diagonal zippers now? <laughs> oh my god, silver vest. Yeah. Where are you going to well, buy Well, that was an 80s vest? thing. Diagonal zippers, totally an 80s thing. <laughs> I mean... Le Chateau should have been gone a long time. They were way too expensive, but like it is representative of the collapse of businesses in Canada. Mall culture. Yeah, mall culture. <laughs> and business in Canada. I'm finally yes. I'm finally coming around to buying things online. <laughs> like finally. <laughs> Hesitantly, but finally. Oh, when is this gonna come out? Like it'll come out probably mid-December, so I can say <laughs> that I bought like my friend who listens actually listens to the podcast. I ordered her a book online. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it still hasn't arrived. I ordered it like on the 14th of October, and it says it'll arrive sometime between November 4th and November 26th. <laughs> Where is it coming yeah. from? <laughs> England. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a used book from like the early 90s. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. super arcane. Oh, oh my god, and it's it's like a super niche joke, like reference <laughs> to another podcast. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Anyway, I forgot what the point of this conversation was. Oh, Le Chateau! <laughs> yes, other than mentioning, mentioning the demise of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Le Chateau, but like... Who needs, like, that many polyester satin bodycon dresses? Like, <laughs> no one. They didn't actually update their style in the past 10 years. <laughs> I haven't really graced the store since the 80s, so. I, I've, I'm sure I've discussed it on this podcast before. Like, I, my friend yeah. and I having our, our group hallucination of the existence of Le Chateau Men's. Oh. Actually, I think their menswear was fairly normal. It was just kind of business casual like 
light formal wear <laughs> suits and things. They'd strayed from their roots of being ultra cool. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, I don't know if they were ever, even when I was a teenager, if they would have been considered ultra cool. They were cheaper though. Like they fell into like the teen high school cheaper bracket, like more like a Forever 21, which is also gone. <laughs> Um, but like it was somewhere where like you could take your allowance if you got one or whatever your birthday money and go buy like three t-shirts for twenty dollars or something. Ah, uh, I see. They weren't. It wasn't a. Oh yeah, buy this three hundred dollar satin polyester cocktail dress. Like I said, that seemed to be their only inventory. <laughs> okay. Well, today we're doing something a little different. Jessica's not picking the movie. I'm picking the movie. <laughs> screams so we're gonna flip it up we're gonna flip it flip it up 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 we're gonna flip it flip it up 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 okay (laughs) (laughs) so the movie we're going to see today is a movie that i would have seen as a teenager let me see what year did it come out 86. Um, I was born. (laughs) I'm just thinking about it. Yes, I was still a teenager. So, yes, we're going to see The Three Amigos, which was a movie that came out in 1986. So I saw it as a teenager, and it's absolutely hilarious because this is a stacked cast for comedy. We have Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short three comedy legends hashtag legends only yeah (laughs) (laughs) now during this time these these guys were all pretty much well-known stars by this point of comedy comedy legends i mean steve martin uh like in, in the 80s comedians were filling arenas comedians did arena tours it was insane so like steve martin would would come to town and fill uh what would what would be the big arena here like bc Uh, place or something like that canada yeah Yeah, rogers arena rogers arena canada place is the convention center oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) wait that's bc place canada place is in ontario Oh yeah, Canada Place. <laughs> Wait, no! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! BC Place is the stadium where the football happens. Yes. Rogers Arena slash GM Place is where the hockey happens. Okay. <laughs> and isn't Canada Place like the white building with like the sales, the convention center? It's Canada Place, right? Yes, it is. Jesus and Christ. Okay. Ont- Ontario Place is in Toronto next to the CNE. I, I saw Stephen Wright perform at Ontario Place. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> okay, so Steve Martin, by this time, he had been in movies like The Jerk, which is something that I will probably make you watch in the future. Probably his most classic movie for comedy. Yeah, and, I think I've seen it. I've seen most of his movies. Before this movie, he'd done The Man with Two Brains. That I haven't seen. I haven't seen that. Oh, but this movie came before he did Roxanne, which you've probably seen Roxanne. Oh, I've definitely seen Roxanne. Right. He was in tons of, tons of movies and a comedy legend. (laughs) Shit, I keep saying that. 
<laughs> Andrew's fanboying. His fanboy is showing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, he'd been in tons of movies by this point. Huge comedian, sellout shows everywhere. Chevy Chase, also huge comedian. He was on Saturday Night Live. Before this movie came out, uh, he'd already done the National Lampoon's Vacation series movies. And, yes. and Caddyshack. I hate, I hate those movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I've seen them a bunch of times, but really, I hate them. Uh, to be honest, I'm not the hugest Chevy Chase fan, so I probably won't force us to yeah. watch it. He's apparently a big dick, <laughs> I've right? heard that, too. He's, like, notoriously a yeah, bad Yeah, I've person. heard that, too. Martin Short, by this point, he'd been on SCTV, so he was, you know, known in Canada, and SCTV... Ed Grimley! Yeah, and he also... SCTV then kind of was shot in the States for a couple of years, so he was, like, the least known comedian in this cast here. He was on SNL. SNL had one season that was transitional where they like basically fired their entire cast, oh. got a whole new cast for like one year, mm. and then a whole new cast after that, and then started, you know, just Oh, I think that might have been through. that that might have been the year with Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Yeah. And I think that was the year with Martin Short, too. Ah. I well, don't remember. Well, The Three Amigos comes before Inner Space that he was in. That was a, a big comedy for him. I haven't seen that. Okay. And Father of the Bride. Ah, uh, which him and Steve Martin, where yes. he was drunk. I love Father of the Bride. <laughs> <laughs> I love Father of the Bride. <laughs> so these three... Even though Steve Martin and Chevy Chase seem a little kind of old school, stodgy, over the hill for comedy these days, Martin Short still makes people laugh, though. <laughs> Jimmy Glick. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I saw, uh, was it probably a year and a half ago, two years ago, I saw Steve Martin and Martin Short live. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I forgot you, you went and saw that. Yeah, it was good. Because didn't you, didn't you also see John Cleese and somebody? John Cleese and Eric Idle, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Or, yeah, Eric Idle. And I hadn't realized that they were so much older. Like, I mean, obviously if I had done the math, but like, <laughs> I guess I was introduced to both like Steve Martin, Martin Short and Monty Python, like around the same time, like early teens. Right. With, but bo both, both I associate with my friend Susan. Yeah, but like John Cleese, they were like in their 80s. And like every time that I got up to walk around, I was like, oh my God, like stay seated, you're gonna fall. Like it was like <laughs> very elderly men, whereas Steve Martin, Martin Short are like in their, what, like late 60s maybe? I guess. But still so. like yeah. Yeah. in very good health and, and, and conditions, so much less concerning. Right. Of their, of their physical presence on stage. Yeah. Because. Yeah, Monty Python would have informed the comedy of SCTV, so uh, yeah, like Martin they're, they're Short like would have. Years older, yeah, yeah, exactly. So certainly an, would be an influence on Martin Short. I don't know how much Python would have been an influence on Steve Martin and Chevy Chase. I'll, I'm assuming it, they would have had some influence. But. Yeah, was Monty Python not big in the states? No, well, it was. Well, I guess was. it wasn't really big anywhere. Like it was cults, right? 
I think it's one of these things where Monty Python really wasn't that huge in England even. And when they exported the show to the States, Americans oh, were yeah. crazy for it. But like comedy nerd people, like they would have definitely been informed by it. They would have had to have been. Yeah, especially, I, I would think so. Especially the sketch comedy genre, right? Like, right, right. Which, which is what Chevy Chase, obviously. Steve Martin was, he was, a st- but he was like, cause he plays like the, the, the banjo. And That's has, true, like, yes. Musical. Yeah, well like, he has serious musical. Yeah, he, like, he's very serious career, about <laughs> As well as combines it with his comedy, yeah. Well, even in the movie The Jerk, which I think is 1979. Was it really? Yeah. It, I've, I've seen The Jerk, I've seen The Jerk for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the banjo is played somewhere in that movie. Because, yeah, the banjo's always kind of been a thing in, in, his, in his comedy. When I picture Steve Martin from, like, the 70s and stuff, I always picture him with the arrow on his Oh, head. yes. <laughs> <laughs> like the, just like the hacky <laughs> joke shop bit. Well, yeah, because that was his thing. He's a wild and a crazy guy. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, now, now, now I just, like, when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd. I'm like, oh, that just opened up a whole bunch more movies we could watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dra- because... The Dragnet remix? Uh, re- not remix, remake. <laughs> yeah, and also uh, on SNL, he and Dan Aykroyd did the two swinging Czechoslovakian brothers. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what... That's where... Yeah, that reference, the wild and crazy guys. <laughs> and then, for some reason in my brain, I mixed it with Hans and Franz, which was the Dana Carvey and... Oh, right. Um, <laughs> Who was oh, the other Kevin one? Nealon. Kevin Nealon. Kevin yes. Nealon. Yeah, yeah that we're going to pump you up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did and like then that. Mike yeah. Myers being Dieter from Sprockets. Oh, my God. we got to oh. get our hands on some, like, early 90s SNL. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that could be slipped into the podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> my name is Dieter welcome to Sprockets do you want to touch my monkey it's like so classic <laughs> this is the time on Sprockets when we dance <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> something about that line just killed me <laughs> I know well, because it usually came out of nowhere and it was always yes. shouted. It's so good. <laughs> and then those two tall guys would, would come out and start doing like craft work type <laughs> robot dancing. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, so off topic. Let's get right back to the show. Yeah, okay, let's let's reel it back in. The movie was written by Steve Martin, Lorne Michaels, of course, and yeah. Randy Newman gets a writing credit. Musician Randy Newman. <laughs> like of of all the Toy Store story yes, movies. Absolutely. Randy Newman? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he get, he gets like a writer's credit. Huh. That kind of blew my mind. I'm like, he, okay, I will kind of spoil it that, you know, of course he he did some of the soundtrack in this. Okay. If, if not all of it. Uh, so he's <laughs> also getting... Yeah, well, I thought the spoiler, but I, I probably would have picked up on that. <laughs> so I don't Especially know whether it's just... I don't know whether it's just if he did more than just write songs that were part of it. But... 
I don't, yeah, I don't know, but he gets a writer's credit as well as a music credit. And it was uh, directed by John Landis, who is a huge director. <laughs> Again, legends only. Yeah, exactly. Because he'd done, before this, he'd done Animal House, The Blues Brothers, An American Werewolf in London, Trading Places, Michael Jackson's Thriller Video, and Coming yeah. to America. So, <laughs> so like, this... This was a big budget, big name, uh, high talent movie. So I'm really yeah. hoping that we're not destroying the memory. Well, but that's what I was like. I'm like, I know this is, I know this is a good movie, so it's not going to be a good podcast. <laughs> well, like I did, I, I said to you a couple weeks ago, I was like, oh, I rewatched Dirty Dancing recently. We're never doing it on the podcast because <laughs> it is perfect. And I will ruin it. Yes, you will. You would definitely ruin it, but like it is so perfect. <laughs> oh yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> I'll save it for after the movie. I was gonna talk about like another movie of this era I just watched. <laughs> We've rambled long enough. Oh yes, we have rambled I'm, far I'm sure too I'll, long. I'm sure somebody somebody from that movie will be in this movie, and I'll be able to uh, organically merge those things together. So. All right. Okay. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. throw Let's it to the movie. Let's yes. back from this movie <laughs> the curse of the good movie strikes again as i have taken zero notes <laughs> <laughs> okay i took a few notes again right. again not as many uh scrawls on the paper as a movie we hate but yeah this was a good movie this holds up this is a problematic movie in some regards <laughs> <laughs> but sort of like it was probably very aware of its problematicness even in 1984 do you know what i mean because it's so over the top yes it is right so i didn't realize this because i'd forgotten really most of the movie that this is not a typical 80s movie this is not like an it's certainly not a teen movie and it's not even set in the 80s <laughs> It's, no, it's, it is set in Mexico, 1916. <laughs> right, because they're black and white movie stars. So yeah. that's the time period. Yeah, so not a lot to dissect from, from that perspective. <laughs> we did a little digging and uh, actually Caroline did a little digging because uh, she's better at digging up facts than I am apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so that this is Randy Newman's one and only movie where he actually was part of the writing team. So he really did not just write the music, which is pretty integral. You can tell a Randy Newman song and it, it's very integral. Oh my God, yeah. Very integral to the story, but he actually uh, helped write the story as well. But this was the only time. After this, he decided, nope, sticking to music. Do you, do you, have you ever seen like the Family Guy bits when they make fun of Randy Newman? 
I probably have. They're they're not sticking in my head as much, but. Uh... <laughs> All right, I'll let I'll let people Google that for themselves. <laughs> well, we don't have the typical things that we talk about in movies. There were no frosted tips, I don't think. Uh... <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I'm trying to think if anything. I mean, there were definitely technically tropes, mm. but like tropes of Western movies that were being yes. made fun of. <laughs> Like, especially, like, when they were riding across the desert in, like, the blazing sun. I was like, is this Spaceballs? Like, <laughs> nice dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there certainly was a lot to parody of, of uh, Western movies, for sure. <laughs> the riding across, that they're running out of water. Uh, Ned, <laughs> Ned holds up his laugh. canteen and sand comes out all over his face. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, such a yeah, such a strong comedy, like so many good laughs. Yeah, a lot of visual stuff, a lot of jokes that uh, they made me laugh, but they're really of a time. <laughs> yeah, the, the the comedy of that era is quite different than today's comedy. <laughs> yeah, but like that's why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, there wasn't a milk motif, which I was kind of surprised, but <laughs> there was. The uh, tequila scene. <laughs> That's what I think. That is my favorite part of the whole movie. <laughs> right. They show up at the bar and uh, they're asking for beer. The bartender says, We don't have beer and we, we won't have tequila. And uh, so then they're like, Oh, I guess that's like a light beer. So uh, yeah, we'll have three tequilas. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the first time they've had tequila. <laughs> yeah, I love just like the pause. And then the react. Yeah. And they all just like stick their arms straight out. Oh my God, it was so good. And then, so, well, Steve Martin's voice is shot. And then he says, oh yeah, they, they must have watered it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, the physical comedy, like Martin Short's physical comedy. Like it, there was a scene when they were all partying and he was dancing in the background. And it was like exactly like his Ed Grimley dance. And I was like, yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. So there were good. definitely things that was like, oh, that is certainly referencing a character either that he was already known for or maybe came later and yeah it was hilarious yeah just (laughs) well something that was definitely very 80s was in the opening credits the incredibly slow pace (laughs) like you said no sense of urgency (laughs) yeah a solid like just 10 minutes of just names (laughs) showing on the screen and like nothing really happened yeah nothing really happening (laughs) we also had some technical difficulties in that your (laughs) movie was what 20 minutes shorter yep yep and it wasn't that it was faster like last time that happened but (laughs) because i'm cheap i i found a version on the internet (laughs) Yes. And like I was reading the comments of it, and it says that they have to, it has, to, they ha- it has to be altered a certain oh. percentage so that the YouTube algorithms don't find it. <laughs> well, yeah, so. they they altered it quite a bit, like cutting twenty minutes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But at least they were two ten-minute chunks, and it wasn't like two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two right. minutes where we had to keep resyncing. But you had to narrate part of the movie to me. <laughs> That's right. So you paused the movie. I cranked the volume so that you could hear it over the phone. <laughs> yeah, I am sad that I missed the cameos from John Lovitz and Phil Hartman, though. I know. And Fat Tony. <laughs> Fat Tony from The Simpsons. 
I, I was kind of waiting for those scenes to go, haha, look at this, because I knew that they were in it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was so disappointed. I was crushed that, that you were like, what do you mean you're not what you're you're onto a next scene? Yeah, I was like, what are you watching? He's climbing up a billboard. Like, that's what I'm watching. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, no, they're in an office with John Lovitz and Bill Hartman. It was so nope. confusing at that point. Yeah. And then I missed like a big action sequence near the end when they went to rescue Carmen from El Guapo. <laughs> you also missed the sweater scene. Oh yeah. But I when you mentioned that I do remember it from when I have seen this movie before. I do remember that part. I can see why you could delete that scene and it really doesn't matter in the movie. But it's still yeah, hilarious that bits. You know, all the guys in El Guapo's gang have chipped in together to get him a special gift, and he opens it up, and it's this really weird 80s sweater. Yeah, like orange and brown, like yeah. ugly sweater. And when he when he opens it up, and he's like so happy that the guys have done this for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I recognized the actor who played El Guapo. Like he looked really familiar to me, and but then I looked at his IMDb, and I hadn't really seen anything else he's been. Hmm. But his right hand man, uh, El Jefe, he he was also familiar, and I looked at him, and he's well, he's been in everything. He had like more than two hundred IMDb credits, but he was the wow. dad on Ugly Betty, and that's how I recognized him. But yeah, like he's been on every every network TV show, like one episode at playing like a guest, like every crime procedural, every <laughs> Ally McBeal, like every everything he's been on. Oh, just a side note here. If we ever wanted to become an Ally McBeal podcast, uh, I'd be down for that. <laughs> do you own all of the Ally McBeal? I do not like, own DVDs? any of it. I do not own any of it, but I love that series. The dancing baby. Yeah, that that was dumb. <laughs> just, just uh, the one lawyer who would say horrible things, and then he would yeah. just, you know, kind of say bygones, and then everyone had to forget what he just said. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a legal thing. Yeah. I watched that show. I think I watched. I think I watched the entire series when it was originally on. I think I did. Okay, back to the show. Uh, let's let's. <laughs> what? No, we're, no, no. Let's talk about Ally McBeal some more. <laughs> How about that Peter McNichol? Who doesn't get enough work these days? Actually, That's I true. just saw something with him in it. Actually. What was? What was the one he was? He was in Numbers or something, wasn't he? Yes, yes. That's what we were talking about. Cause, oh yeah, cause I, he was in Adam's Family too. Oh, I'm... that's what I watched. Cause I watched that. Cause it's Halloween. I think I'm hearing comments from another room. Was was he also in Criminal Minds? So he was in the first season of Criminal Minds. <laughs> Did he go on to kill somebody? Not his most notable work. No, that was another guy. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. No, but yeah, because he was like the camp counselor with um, Christine Baranski in Adam's Family 2. And he was obviously, he was uh, Milos in um, Ghostbusters 2. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, not Milos, Janos. Janos. <laughs> yes, of and course. And he gets possessed by Vigo the Carpathian. Yes. <laughs> I wish I saw, I saw a thing the other day about current events where they're like, oh, so now the Statue of Liberty is going to go destroy Vigo. <laughs> uh, hang on a second. 
Uh, Caroline, I can't really hear you from another room, so. <laughs> oh my god, you guys are such an old married couple. You are my parents. <laughs> Just shouting at we, each other from other rooms and yes. not being able to hear each other. Exactly, yeah, we are an old married couple. What are you talking about? Wait, the one Yeah, I was confusing uh, with criminal minds. I am stopping Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh, that's Mandy Patinkin. That's Mandy Patinkin. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Caroline's not helping. Confusing criminal. I like, we're confusing Peter McNichol and Mandy Patinkin. Wow, this is like a deep cut. Okay, let's get back to the movie now. Um, <laughs> let's, let's hit the nail on the head of the Woker joke. <laughs> Some serious cultural appropriation. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know if it's appropriation. All the actors actually were Mexican. No, I mean, the three amigos, they were... Their costumes? Their costumes and everything was a caricature oh, yeah. of Mexican culture. But and that was the point of the movie, is that they <laughs> were fish out of water and, like... Or they couldn't save the village or whatever. True. I was like, I'm trying to decide how racist this movie is. <laughs> well, yes, because the Mexican bandits are like a super stereotype from all of the cowboy movies where, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the good farmer or whatever is fighting against Mexican bandits. And, and yeah, yeah it, it, a lot of stereotypes. And true, this movie is portraying not even 1980s, not even the 50s, is like you said, 1916? 16, yeah. The silent movie. Yeah, because it was right after World War One. because the Luftwaffe was also in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When that, that guy first shows up in the bar, the Nazis are here, and then you corrected me. No, this is like 1916. Oh wait, no. The, uh, sorry, I just had to Google it because now I need to. I need to be historically accurate. The Luftwaffe was World War II, 1935. Right. So what and was it? But there was the German Air Force from the First World War. I guess. What were so. they called? I'm like not Snoopy. Sure. <laughs> you know the. Oh, Snoopy. the Red Baron. Like the Red. The Red Baron. Baron yeah. <laughs> Air Force, World War One. And and we're both not sure about the use of the Iron Cross as a uh, they were called, they were the loof the loof Strikercraft uh, is uh. what they were called. <laughs> I got the loof part right. I think that just means air because like isn't the airline Luf Lufthansa? That's correct. <laughs> the present day. Mm -hmm. oh, we're learning German. There's also uh, the use of cultural insults like sons of motherless goats. How is that cultural? <laughs> well, we don't say that. That's not a American or Canadian insult. You know, to compare somebody to a goat. But it's also not a Mexican insult. It's not, it's not a Mexican insult either. That was it was a nonsense insult. <laughs> okay. You will die like dogs. <laughs> and then when the, the the small town takes them in and Chevy trying to eat Mexican food and he's he's got a taco and he, he's just not doing well. He's just dropping the food everywhere. And he says, do you have anything other than Mexican food? <laughs> they just call it food. Yeah. Uh, speaking of food, the one thing that became a bit oh, of a shock. Oh, yes. <laughs> when they were on the run and they were forced to spend the night in the desert and they were eating bats. 
I was like, that's how you get COVID. Like, what are you doing? I know. That was, that was triggering. That was triggering for me. But, but in 1986, that was just a funny joke. Yeah, but in 1916, the Spanish flu had yet to break out. Oh my God. The three amigos started the Spanish flu. Yep. Mm. I like that. That's a hot take. Yeah, it adds up too. I was, like the dates, they, they line up perfectly. Their, their German Air Force was historically accurate also. I'm, I'm learning about it while we, while we talk here. <laughs> that was a hilarious scene because that was a, a movie lot set and the backdrop was oh, so cheesy. A cartoon? It was, it was a cartoon a level cheesy. And then yeah, or like Star Trek: The Next Generation season one, <laughs> yeah. like some styrofoam rocks. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and then there was the hilarious thing that when you start singing in the desert, all the animals come and join to you know listen and yeah, join the in. Yeah, Snow White action. Yeah. <laughs> and the the tortoise. I, I was going to say turtle, but it, it's a tortoise because it's the desert. Yeah. Every time the tortoise was on the screen, my eyes were totally focused on it. <laughs> yeah, he was just sitting on the rock behind Chevy Chase. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, and then, like it was a real tortoise, but then they had the animated sequence where it started singing. It and the horses. The horses also did some like doo wop, doo wop in the background. Yeah, and then at the very end, everyone's saying goodnight to Ned. And even the tortoise says, good night, Ned. I know. It was very weird. Was, this movie was very high concept. Like, there was a lot of, like, the beginning when it was establishing that they were silent movie actors, there was, like, a solid 10, 15 minutes with no dialogue. Like, it was a straight up a silent movie. And then, yeah, and then there was, like, singing animals, and there was the singing bush at one point, like, this mystic element. Yeah. Yeah, they were trying to get back, trying to find El Guapo's hideout, and Ned had some, like, enchanted map, like, treasure map or something, <laughs> and he was like, okay, we have to travel east until we find the singing bush, and then do the magical chant, and shoot our guns in the air, and the invisible swordsman will appear to lead us to El Guapo. And so they do it, and then Chevy Chase, like, fires his gun behind him instead of in the air, and then you see, like, the imprint of a body <laughs> landing in the dirt. Like, there was an invisible, mystical swordsman at some point. Right. I was waiting for them to say that they were, like, doing peyote or something, that it was all a hallucination, but no, it was just this weird non-sequitur sequence, supernatural sequence. <laughs> But the attention to detail that when the invisible swordsman falls on the ground, you can see the outline of his invisible sword also in the dirt. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. My video was not high quality. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, this movie, when, when there's the big uh, chase scene, when they get Carmen, who is the, the, the person who, who got in touch with him in the first place, yeah, and, the damsel in distress. Yes. So they're escaping from El Guapo with Carmen, and then everybody gets on their horses and chases after them. And that was an impressive scene because there were about 40 or 50 horses. Yeah. People on horses. And it was like, yeah, that's real. Because <laughs> this is no CGI. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, horses, notoriously domesticated animals. So <laughs> there, there would be access. I, I've been amongst 40 horses, all galloping at the same time. Terrifying. Uh, I'm so scared of horses. <laughs> I don't know why I decided horseback riding would be a good vacation one year. 
terrified, but I did. <laughs> it was very well, majestic, but I remain terrified of horses. I also like the fact, the fact that the Germans showed up in the bar and killed a few people and made a big scene and talked about his, his friends coming to join. And uh, so that kind of gets the three amigos not killed at the bar. <laughs> right, because th they everybody thinks that they're the, the Germans' friends like right. that, that are big thugs, so they're doing whatever they say, and they start <laughs> singing their Pretty Little Buttercup song or whatever, and get yeah, everybody my... to sing along because they're terrified. <laughs> my Little Buttercup, which is... Yeah. It's such a weird song to be singing in this Mexican bar full of uh, tough dudes. Yeah, but, like, if you think about it, like, if they were really tough dudes, like, that's some major, like, psych-out action, you know? <laughs> like, it just makes you so unpredictable. Like, and then when they first chased off uh, El Guapo's bandits from the town and they were just, like, riding in circles, like, shooting their fake bullets in the air, like, that would just, like, scare you because you're like, these guys are unpredictable. They're crazy, yeah. They're crazy. They're they're loco, if you will. <laughs> and and it's also the stereotype of this bar is really for dudes. There's only guys in the bar. Cause yeah, when... there weren't even. I was disappointed with the lack of like really busty women. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There were you a know, few. like in in any no, but like in any Western movie where it's like the bar, like the upstairs is also it's like the brothel, the yeah. brothel, and then you have like the madam. You know, like Westworld. Have you seen Westworld? Like the first season of oh, Westworld the, no, when it was I good? Didn't. No. Yeah. So it's like full Western. Like you need those corseted busty ladies. But I guess it was like a tiny village in rural Mexico. It wasn't like one of the gold rush towns, right? That's where those True. would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where all the, the, the money. Uh, prospectors would come yeah. through with their gold. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like so it was all just these dirty, dirty cowboy dudes. Like... Did the bar did the bar have like swinging doors? I don't remember noticing that like saloon doors. That's, that's I don't a think good it question. did. I no. think it was just open. I, I think it was just open. Oh, yeah, disappointing. Or it was just a regular door. That's that's bad attention to detail. But but that's a Western thing, like a an American. Thing. Oh, we're gonna have to watch. Okay, as as we've established, we need a bad movie to watch. We can watch Wild Wild West. <laughs> If I sing the song without musical accompaniment, is that um, <laughs> copyright infringement? Because I know all the words to Wild Wild West by Will Smith. <laughs> we might be able to sneak that one by. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my many talents. Like, like 90s novelty rap. Oh man, I can just crush it. Do you know if parents just don't understand? That's a bit too early, but oh, no, okay. anything from like the big Willie style album. So you got uh, Wild Wild West, mm -hmm. you got Men in Black. Oh. You got your uh, Getting Jiggy With It. <laughs> you got your Miami. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, such good song. <laughs> I'll listen to it while I'm making my dinner. Some big Willie style, just the two of us. Oh man. <laughs> oh, there were some other things that were kind of weird in the movie. Like Steve Martin gets shot in the, oh, yeah. in the sh in the arm. No, it was the upper arm. It wasn't the shoulder. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. and or then in the next bicep. Yeah. No, not even the next scene. I think the same scene later 
mm -hmm. later on. There's no more blood on his yeah. on his costume. He's totally ignoring the fact that he was just shot. <laughs> exactly, and I mentioned to you. Oh no, I thought I had read it, but it was on the radio the other day. It was things that movies would have you believe, and everyone said that like, oh, like a gunshot to the shoulder isn't a big deal because like in movies. You know, it's like, oh, they're wearing a bulletproof vest that covers, you know, their organs, but they get shot in the shoulder, and then it's like, oh, no big deal. They just like put a rag on it, and they're good. But it's like, no. you have a giant <laughs> artery there, and you would die almost instantly. Right. So that's good to know. Then, then you asked, uh, where's the good spot to get shot that won't yeah. kill you? And it turns out it's the butt. <laughs> yeah, that's. I learned that from Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Where Boyle gets three gunshots in his butt, <laughs> he refers to them as his buttholes. <laughs> Such a good show. And then, of course, the Mexican banditos just happen to be carrying around sticks of dynamite everywhere they go. Yeah, yeah. Like, because, well, it's a cartoon, right? Yeah. <laughs> Acme, Acme dynamite. They like drop anvils on people and three sticks of dynamite tied together <laughs> pretty pretty much <laughs> pretty much yeah it was very, it had a very Lo looney tunes vibe well yeah because they take the dynamite and they're they're riding all around the town just kind of counting on this uh fuse not <laughs> not to suddenly go faster and blow up in their hands yeah or or get put out by like all the dust clouds <laughs> And they throw it in the church and, and literally blow the church apart. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they toss like single sticks of dynamite into one building and then the entire thing just completely implodes. Or explodes, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Demolished. Then uh, Steve Martin manages to get himself out of the, the dungeon in the bottom of the building and he's sneaking around. <laughs> I'm like listening, I can I can hear the spurs jangling <laughs> as he's trying to sneak around. I like take the spurs yeah. off. Oh. I, again, I don't think this movie was going for accuracy. Speaking of which, Caroline was quick to jump on a sewing inaccuracy. <laughs> Many sewing inaccuracies. Yeah. The... Exactly. That was like towards the end when the entire town becomes the three amigos to uh, pull one over on El Guapo and his, his gang with their motivational speech that we'll use what you're really good at <laughs> to win. And so the only thing they can come up with is we're good at sewing. <laughs> but there was also the question of the time because they were chased out of El Guapo's compound on right. horseback and found the German's plane and then flew the short distance to whatever the other town they were trying to save was. Mm. And they had time to sew all of these uniforms <laughs> and dig a giant pit and right, fill it, and with, fill water it with water and yeah. put fabric and dirt over the top of it. <laughs> I'm like, they were right behind you. The plane wasn't going that much faster than the horses. Obviously the compound was nearby to this town because they were constantly menacing it. So they didn't have far right. to go. There was a bit of a gap there with the time. But as they're sewing all of the costumes that they're they're going to wear, Caroline's saying, where's the seam? You know, the, <laughs> you, you, 
You see the needle going across the fabric, but there's no thread being left behind. <laughs> That's how old-timey sewing machines worked, obviously. <laughs> well, Caroline was outraged. <laughs> was there uh, any cute boys? Well, there were no cute boys in this. Were there any uh, cute guys in this movie for you? <laughs> See, this is why I started getting annoyed at you in the movie when you were making, when you were saying something about somebody that Steve Martin reminded you of. Because oh, I totally am into Steve Martin, like even before this movie. Oh, I, I apologize. I apologize. We're not gonna. Like, oh, we're not gonna. Ruined it for me. We're not gonna mention names. Okay, I see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Andrew. My bad my bad it, it wasn't as uncanny enough for it to ruin it for me forever but i was like oh don't say that <laughs> so yeah like it's uh, someone known mutually to andrew and myself it's like don't you think that him and steve martin have the same vibe i was like no they don't <laughs> how dare you <laughs> okay how about martin short he's so tiny <laughs> okay not your vibe no I don't know actually how he was probably in his 20s when they filmed this. Could be. Or yeah. Let me, I gotta I gotta re-google <laughs> this. So this was 1986. Yes. And Martin Short was born in 1950. Oh no, so he was 36. He just looks young. Oh wow. I do, I do, I mean, I love Martin Short. I love him, but he's just, yeah, he's so tiny. And he was kind of playing a child in this movie a little bit because he was a grown-up child star, but like That's, still had that oh, same right. quality. Because there was that whole scene where he's telling the villagers about meeting, it wasn't even Lillian Gish. It was Lillian Gish's sister. And... Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> A silent movies uh, star at the time. Mm -hmm. But I think when the talkies came out, <laughs> that was the end for uh, Lillian Gish. Yeah, I'm Googling Lillian Gish. She's beautiful. Oh, I love old timey things. Sorry, I'm not going to try and not go down a black and white picture rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like I don't even have to ask you because I was like, oh, there's a beautiful Latin woman in this movie. I wonder who Andrew likes. <laughs> or there's several beautiful Latin women in this movie. Well, okay, yes. Uh, certainly, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it would count as a Mila Kunis. I think she was supposed to be in her mid-20s, would you say? But uh, or so around 30. Like, she was definitely an adult woman yes. yeah 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 so yeah uh, yeah 100%. shakira if you will <laughs> oh we need it we need a new category for you <laughs> oh so we'll have mila kunis's uh maya rudolph and carmen's or, carmen's. or shakira's <laughs> shakira's shakira's yes definitely carmen was uh... but you're just so predictable if we watch a movie with like <laughs> a hot latin woman i'm just gonna be like oh andrew <laughs> obviously <laughs> <laughs> See, I surprise you. I surprise you all the time with my That's picks. true, that you do. I, I am totally predictable. Um, <laughs> oh, but I will have to say that Carmen got sidelined in that last scene when Ned's girl comes out. Because, <laughs> wow. So many beautiful Latin women, exactly. <laughs> 
And the thing I had to go back in the credits and double check was looking at all of the names coming by uh, in the credits and the woman who played Ned's girl, her name is Rebecca Underwood. Oh, oh. does that ruin it for you a little bit? Doesn't mean that she's not Latino. Maybe she changed her name to get work in Hollywood because of, because racism. Oh, okay, 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 thank you. That, that's that's, that's <laughs> super generous of you. Yeah, Maya Rudolph's name is Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> and she's black, so... <laughs> And I think is Jewish, Jewish. Half and half. Yes. Yeah. No, but her her name is what I was sort of getting at. Oh, oh, okay. You can't you can't judge a a hot lady by her name. I guess that's what I'm getting at. I was gonna say book by its cover, but no, very literally. (laughs) Woman by her name. I but names are important though. Like there are such things as hot names. Are there not? Tell me I'm wrong. Yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. And there are unfortunate names, too. Oh, yeah. Well, because often in movies, it's like Russian names are the hot names for women, right? Like, oh, Natasha. It's always a right. Natasha. Oh, Anna Kornikova. <laughs> yeah, Giselle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It works It works for dudes, though. Yeah. Have you ever seen so. a hot Dwight? <laughs> Dwight. <laughs> I was yeah. going to say Dwayne, but The Rock's name is Dwayne, and That's like The true. Rock is, you know, sexiest man alive. Yeah, but People's he's The Rock. People's not mine. And yeah, he's <laughs> The Rock. Everybody loves The Rock. I love The Rock so much. <laughs> or there's, a, yeah, there's a lot of bad names. Uh, so yeah, a segment that we keep forgetting that we have. <laughs> we should include it in our regular notes. Uh, hey, Andrew, is there a porn of this? Is there a porn of it? Is there a point of it? Internet rule 34 says there is. Porn. Porn. Very much so. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> that means you looked it up before we did this. <laughs> I did a little research uh, on the internets. And, but it's uh, three dudes. Is it, it, it's, is it gay porn? It is very much so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It was uh, entitled... Uh, okay, this is not one of the 90s porn parodies, like, you know, the ones that it was... Like Buffet uh, the Vampire Lair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like that, or the Three Amigos, a triple X porn parody, which was... Uh, oh, a, a, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a common theme. These just uh, happened to have the same title. There was uh, the Three Amigos Booty Party. <laughs> and um, uh, what was it? Oh, the Three Thug Amigos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Please tell me you watched some of these just for research. <laughs> No. The movie poster? Yeah, I just... <laughs> or the, the cover, the, the, the VHS the thumbnail. cover? I just looked at the thumbnail. Uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's as far as I went. But uh, So, yes, there is porn of this movie, sort of. I wish it would be really funny if it was like actually uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A parody? Uh, not authentic, but yeah, about a parody, but like a, a very well executed one where they actually tried to cast people to like look like Martin Short and Chevy Chase and like John Lovett in a gay whore. <laughs> Oh 
welcome for that image. <laughs> John Lovitz in a gay porn. <laughs> well, oh, I God. mean, <laughs> so disturbing. The, the sleeping in the desert scene, you know, that that totally changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Well, because it was such a good movie, I've run out of notes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Wait, did I? Yeah, no. I yeah. I, the only thing I wrote was about the bats. <laughs> Uh, also, this was a comedy movie that ended well, you know, because it, it came to a conclusion and just stopped there. They rode off into the sunset, obviously. That, exactly, yeah. Just like a real cowboy movie. They didn't have to follow it up with what they did in the future or anything dumb like that. Because uh, <laughs> th this is a problem sometimes with comedy movies is that they get to the end and, you know, it's been a hilarious movie up to this point. And then they kill it because with some stupid schmaltzy ending. Give an example. Um, oh, thanks. I'm trying to think. <laughs> thanks, thanks for putting me on the spot. Because, Show your uh, work, Andrew. No, I'm just going to make random claims <laughs> with nothing to back it up. That's like a schmaltzy ending. I'm trying to think. Mm, okay. Of how, like, uh, Beverly, Hills, Beverly Hills Ninja <laughs> was almost bad but then they pulled it in right at the end with, with one last joke. But, uh... <laughs> oh my, I've never seen Beverly Hills <laughs> Hopefully nobody else has, so uh, they so nobody can fact check me on that. <laughs> <laughs> Have I seen Chris Farley movies in Monster? I don't think I've seen, what's, there was Black Sheep. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, I've seen Tommy Boy for sure. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, I don't have a lot of good examples right now off the top <laughs> of my head. I didn't do that much research. <laughs> I literally can't think of the end of any funny movie <laughs> I've ever seen. I'm a complete oh. blank. <sighs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm seriously sitting here just silently going, how did that movie end? How did that movie end? I don't remember. Well, this is really not getting us to the end very well here. <laughs> no, no, so, let's wrap it so, up. <laughs> Jessica, did you like this movie? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I still like the movie too. I don't think the fact that the over-the-top stereotypes, uh, I, I don't think that really kills this movie. It certainly makes it of the era. Yeah, like I said, there is, when it's comedy, there is an element of it being self-aware. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah, even, even for the 80s. Yeah. So, Jessica, where can we find us on the internets? On the internet, where are we? Where are we not on the internet? We're everywhere. We're TikTok stars. We're everywhere. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Um, the Instagram, at yes. Swimcast, S-W-Y-M-Cast. On Twitter, at Swimcast. Sort of. And yeah. swim, sort of. Well, I mean, when you post on Instagram, you can go share to Twitter and <laughs> or whatever <laughs> or email swimcast at gmail.com right and if you haven't figured it out by now and I don't know how you haven't uh, we're on um, Apple Podcasts and on Spotify stick around there'll be a feature song and there'll be outtakes after that and many many outtakes <laughs> <Yes>. so many <laughs> so until next time see ya Bye!
Hi there, Stermonics here. Thanks for sticking around. Today's feature song is a song that I made as a background track. It's called Yuri Geller's Silverware. It's a long one, so buckle up. After that, there'll be outtakes. There's always outtakes.
Yes, they're normal functions, but not when you do it right beside a microphone. Oh, <laughs> and we're back from the movie. No, don't use that. Okay. <laughs> with context, okay. it was Okay, fine. I'll save that for an outtake. I, I really enjoyed that, though. <laughs> and I'm a bit disappointed in you shutting me down. That's what uh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Quality outtake content. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Testing, testing. Okay. Um, okay. So let's okay. count it in. Let's oh my count God, it we in. have to try and clap at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh no. This is going to be a mess. Okay. Andrew, focus. Okay. okay. Counting okay. down from clap on one. Okay. okay. <laughs> Okay, five, four, three, two, one. Okay. <laughs> I think we did okay. it. Swimcast is brought to you by ABC, the Anunnaki Broadcast Corporation, and heard on Nibiru Networks across the Tri-Galaxy region. Nibiru Networks, holograms so real you can touch them. Like, oh my god.